I'm George Comedy, and you're listening to First Watch. We've spoken to a lot of cybersecurity leaders about representation, access, gatekeeping, and the so-called job shortage in the industry, which may or may not be of our own devising. But we haven't spoken to a lot of people who are breaking into cyber for the first time. So, when I ran across Sierra Stroman's post on LinkedIn celebrating her first day as a security analyst, I reached out to learn more about her journey, how she got through, and her hopes for the rest of her cyber journey. Sierra Stroman, welcome to First Watch. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, so why don't we start at the beginning? Um, I saw your post on LinkedIn. I think it was shared through Mary Galloway, probably. Um, mm -hmm. and it was about you starting as a cybersecurity analyst. And we're going to get into that for a second, but I want to start at the beginning, beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and curious to know if you could just describe how you got interested in IT and then kind of maybe how it wound into cyber. Yeah. So um, I graduated high school in 2017, so still kind of fresh. Um, I initially went to college to be a nurse. That was my dream goal. I wanted to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. I got into school, got to nursing school, and I completely hated it. <laughs> um, and I was telling my professors, I was like, I don't think this is for me. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. And they were like, oh, everybody goes through that. You know, that's just kind of like the first year blues. You'll get over it. And I was like, no, I, I don't think I'm ever going to get over this. So I left school. Um, and my mom, she was always super supportive about everything. And I told her, I was like, well, I don't know, you know, what I want to do anymore. And she was like, well, you know, take some time, you know, uh, your, your options and, and then go from there. So I started looking at my school's um, programs that they offered, other degree programs, and they actually had a cybersecurity program. And so I was like, okay, you know, that sounds cool. I've always been, you know, real tech savvy. I was the, the go-to computer person in my house. So I was like, well, let's, let's give this a shot. You know, if it doesn't work, then, you know, we'll, we'll view it later and come back. So I started the cybersecurity program, changed majors. And while I was in school, I started, you know, researching different careers, things of that nature. And I saw that I could possibly get started with my career before even graduating. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, let's, let's see if this will work. You know, if it doesn't work, I'll, you know, go back to school, continue the degree program and then start back after that. Um, so the last, I would say year or so, I really kind of hit the books and I was like, okay, I'm gonna see how quickly I can get into cybersecurity. So I started networking like crazy, like every day I was, meeting, you know, different people, trying to, you know, create relationships and stuff like that. I started kind of creating like a roadmap for my certifications. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I was, I planned it all out. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this first and then I'm going to do this one. And then by this one, I should be here. And I, I was like super focused on the end goal. So what I did was I, you know, met a couple people. I started reaching out to different people. I got mentors. I started joining organizations. I started, you know, doing a lot of hands-on training, a lot of self-learning. And I got my Security Plus back in at the end of May. Exactly two months after I got my Security Plus, I got an offer. So now I am nice. a cybersecurity analyst. Yeah. 
Okay, so I am curious. I want to talk about the mentorship bit, right? In the post mm -hmm. um, announcing your first day as a as a security analyst, you call out a couple of organizations, uh, not least of which is Black Girls Hack and Empower Her Cybersecurity. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit more about the role those organizations played in, in your mentorship? Absolutely. So um, I was, I, I first met Tia. Tia was one of the first mentors I met. I met her, I want to say, December of 2020. It was, it was very kind of end of the year, early January. Um, and I told her, you know, what I was interested in, what I wanted to do. And she was like, okay, you know, she was like, I'll help as much as I can, you know, I'll mm -hmm. uh, put you in, you know, connections with different people. And so her organization was one of the very first ones that I um, joined. And her uh, organization kind of centers around, you know, getting Black women into cybersecurity. And there are a ton of amazing women in that space um, that help, you know, people like me trying to get into cyber. So that was one of the first organizations that I got into. And they, she, like I said, the whole organization is amazing. I met Tanisha. Um, who is the director of Black Girls Hack. I actually met her on Clubhouse. Um, this was when Clubhouse was super big. Everybody was trying to get in. Um, and I started joining a bunch of cybersecurity spaces on Clubhouse. And she was actually a speaker in one of the groups um, that I was participating in. And when I heard her speaking, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I need to be a part of that. I need to know her. I need to, you know, get under her wing. And so... Um, once I found out that she actually had Black Girls Hack as an organization, I, you know, started participating in that. And they have a ton of different events every week. You know, they have mm -hmm. different talks and different trainings and stuff like that. And she is so helpful when it comes to getting tools and, you know, getting a lot of free resources and stuff like that. So she has, has been absolutely amazing in, when it comes to my cybersecurity journey. Um, as well as Chantel. So Chantel, um, I actually met her on Clubhouse as well. And she is a penetration tester. And that's that was my angle. I wanted to be a pen tester. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I, you know, I saw you speaking on Clubhouse. Um, I'm trying to do this, this, that, and the third. I'm not in cybersecurity yet, but I'm, you know, I'm hoping that you'll mentor me. And from there, it, it has been amazing. She is so helpful. She actually paid for my first certification. She paid for my security plus voucher. Um, and That's she, awesome. Yes. Yeah, and I, I would say, I, would, <laughs> I have been surprised at who I have also met on Clubhouse. Like I just mm -hmm. find it to be a very open cybersecurity community. Absolutely. In, in, in ways that I haven't found on other places. I, and I don't, Definitely. I sort of hypothesized with somebody else that I actually got to meet in I got to meet two clubhouse friends in real life at Black Hat uh, two weeks mm -hmm. ago, but I don't know if it's because the nature of the audio is like real time, so you don't get to like curate right. your post. You just sort of like you're having a conversation, and either you're exactly. real or you're not. But there's a huge cyber community there, so I would encourage everyone to to get on there for sure. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, I don't really get on there that much now, but I know between. January and I would say like April I was on there like every night doing different mm -hmm. talks with people and stuff like that because I was just trying to grow my network so much that I, I wanted to 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 be in you know spaces that I was not in before 
I wanted to be in conversations that I had not been in before. Mm -hmm. So I, I really was, you know, hitting the bell, all of my friends and family, like they, they know I was super focused when it came to networking. Every day I would tell my boyfriend, like, hey, I met this person today and, and they do this <laughs> and that. And I joined this organization today. And every every day it was something new. And my goal was every day I wanted to meet a new person. I wanted to learn something new and I wanted to grow my skills. And so that was how I was technically able to get from little IT knowledge. I had, you know, help desk experience and stuff like that, but no cybersecurity knowledge at all. And then now I'm an analyst within a year. So I'm, I want to go back to, you'd said that you were incredibly driven and you sort of like mapped out the process and, mm -hmm. you know, you had these, um, objective goals, but also these sort of soft skill goals, like growing your mm -hmm. network. And you said you were like sort of mapping out the certifications and it is, uh, come up a lot in conversation when we talk mm -hmm. with cybersecurity leaders like either Mary Galloway, Naomi Buckwalter, they've brought up the fact that there's a there's a little bit there's a high barrier, right? It's like these entry yes. level jobs are requiring CISSP and it's like, what are you mm -hmm. thinking? So but I've also talked with um, uh, some other folks like Daryl Kelly of the Black Cybersecurity Association was saying like when he got to college he didn't even know what major would lead to cybersecurity. So he went into like engineering versus, you know, network IT. So curious to understand, how did you approach those certifications? Like, was that part of the mentorship? Like, how did you know kind of how to order that process for yourself? So before I reached out to my mentors, I kind of did a lot of homework. Like the first three months I was researching you know different certifications before i would say before october of 2020 i didn't even know what a plus was mm -hmm. so i did a lot of kind of okay this is where people most people start and I, at first i was going to start with a plus too and then i was like well no i know most of this stuff so then i was going to do net plus and i was mm -hmm. like well no i don't need that so then i fully <laughs> it was a lot of back and forth at first with my decision on you know what certification I was going to start with. Um, ultimately, I just decided to go ahead and go for Security Plus, which Security Plus is a beast. I'm not going to lie. I, I did a yeah, lot of, for sure. yeah, I did a lot of hardcore studying. Like I remember there were days I was studying like 10 hours a day just because I was like, I want to pass this on the first try. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, this was kind of, in my opinion, this was my moment to prove to myself that this was for me. And so even, even while I was taking the exam, I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like, this is, this is not like, I, I was really kind of talking down to myself and I kicked myself now looking back at it. But when I saw that screen and it said, congratulations, you passed. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. So for me, it was just do your research on your certifications. It also helps if you have a career goal in mind because mm -hmm. not every certification is you know needed for different uh you know careers so it helps if you know what you want to do um and then you can kind of piece together you don't always have to do what everybody else does um when it comes to certifications uh so that's that was kind of what i went with yeah and so you talk about you just mentioned um talking down to yourself mm -hmm you know, a lot of this, there's a lot of challenges here. 
Uh, We've discussed this on the podcast many times, not least of which is there are not a lot of minorities in cybersecurity. So you look around the room and there's so, so you have this clear path, you have the benefit of a lot of mentorship and sponsorship. Um, But also curious to understand what are some of the challenges that just sort of, you know, like these roadblocks that came up in your journey or, or if there were any. Oh, definitely. There definitely were. <laughs> I I would say, and, and this is not an exaggeration, I probably put in well over 600 applications before I got an offer. Hmm. So it's, it's definitely not easy. There were many nights where I was like, I don't think this is for me. Maybe I should, you know, try to do something easier, um, you know, because I just kept getting projections. I would get interviews and then I would you know, feel confident about the interviews and then get ghosted. And it's, it's really tough out here. It is, it, there's a lot of, even for the application, the, the, you know, the job applications that are actually um, geared towards entry-level professionals, there's 400 people applying to that same mm-hmm. one application. So it got to the point where it was like, okay, if you don't have a, a solid resume, a, a solid cover letter, if you don't have a referral, you know, it, it's difficult. Um, so I was so thankful that people within my network started vouching for me. That's when yep. I really started getting more interviews. When, when people were vouching for me in conversations that I didn't even know were, you know, occurring. So like I said, that's, that's what I tell everybody who comes to me and they're like, hey, I'm trying to get into cyber. You know, what did you do? How did you, you know, get to where you are now? networking is is truly key of course you still need the skills you know you still need the hands-on training if you don't have you know a previous experience projects are key um being able to you know explain the things that you do at home home labs stuff like that but networking is truly number one for me um and so that's that's definitely key back with sierra stroman in a moment If you like this episode of First Watch and want to hear others, hit subscribe. You can catch up on past episodes like our interview with Naomi Buckwalter about breaking down the barriers to entry for cybersecurity, and you'll get new ones straight to your feed. Now, back to my conversation with Sierra Stroman. I'm going to drill into that a little bit. I think networking can be confused with, you know, spray and pray on LinkedIn and just like a bunch of people. But right, there's like, I mean fundamentally what it comes down to is we're all humans, right? So you got to build that relationship right. and it's like a little bit of give to get, you don't just ride on yes. everyone else's coattails to, to, to get where you want to go. Absolutely. I, when I was reaching out to different people trying to build my network, I never sent the same generic message to the same person. If I was reaching out to one person, I was tailoring my message to the, to, mm-hmm. so that I would know it would reach them. If I was reaching out to somebody else, I'm going to go through their profile. I'm going to see, you know, what they're doing, what they've done in the past, who they're connected to. So then I can go and say, hey, you know, I looked at your profile. I see that, you know, you've been doing this, this, that, and the third for several years. I love that company. I would love to network with you so that, you know, I'm trying to get into cybersecurity. Of course, always introduce yourself. Tell them what your goal is, you know, tell Mm -hmm. them what you're trying to do and, you know, see how they can help you and how you can help them as well. That's great. Um, want to go back to that post. So in your post announcing your first day, you described mm-hmm. it as quote bittersweet. Curious yes. if we <laughs> curious if we can dig into that description a little bit. 
I'm, uh, so nobody knows this. My first date, as soon as the clock hit five o'clock, I started bawling crying. Like I cried for like 30 minutes because I was like, I'm I'm here. Like it doesn't feel like I'm here, but I'm I'm here. I'm I'm in the moment that I have literally prayed for and worked for for months at a time. And even now, like when people come to me and they're like, hey, I see that you're in cybersecurity, you know, can you help me? It, it makes me think back to the moment that I was in when I was reaching out to people. So that's why I say it's truly bittersweet for me because I put my entire soul <laughs> into trying <laughs> to get into cybersecurity. And I feel like I, you know, I definitely, in my opinion, earned it. Um, but it, it still, it comes with a lot. And like I said, it's hard. It, it's not easy at all. There are many times where you may want to give up and, you you know, a lot of people do, unfortunately. But I feel like if you have the passion, you have the drive, then you are truly meant for it. Um, but you just have to hold on to that, you know, that passion and that dream and see it, see it through. Yeah, it's sort of like these try to dispel these conceptions on both sides, right? There's mm -hmm. the so-called cybersecurity skill shortage right there like right. unfilled jobs <laughs> i've made the argument that i i think some of that skill shortage might be of our own devising right we have on the right. one hand we have entry level positions demanding way too much like a, mm -hmm. a sock analyst does not need you know 3 years experience exactly. and if everyone needed 3 years experience how are you going to get in exactly. but on, on the on the flip side i think you know a lot of people have also tried to dispel like you know it's not the golden ticket. It's not like the entry level job is like 120 grand, like right. out of the gate, right? <laughs> like, you know, so it's like sort of these misconceptions on both sides. Um, so I guess uh, if you could look back now that you're quote on the inside, um, mm -hmm. you've mentioned networking. Do you have any other advice to those people who are reaching out to you um, particularly sensitive to the fact that they also may be people of color in an mm -hmm. industry that does not have a great record of representation, do you have any advice for them that you that you know that you learned those battle scars that you can yes. share with them? Um, for me, what I would tell them is, hmm, that's kind of a hard, <laughs> hard question. It's yeah. kind of like you, you just. Uh, for me, I feel like you just have to put your best foot forward. You have to knock down those barriers. You have to break that that glass ceiling because we are the future generation of cybersecurity. If mm -hmm. we continue to let these so-called gatekeepers, because there there are, I, I still get, we'll not get into that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you have to you have to prove them wrong. You you have to stay true to yourself you have to keep on your course because you know what you want you know what kind of skills that you bring to the table and you know what kind of work that you can do um they're not gonna always be able to keep you out you know so i feel like and there are as many gatekeepers as they are there are just as many allies mm -hmm. so i feel like it's important to, like I said, find allies, find people who can vouch for you so that you can sit at the table where you want to be. 
um, don't let, you know, the criticism or the, oh, you know, women or, you know, women can't be in cybersecurity or black women can't be in cybersecurity. Don't let that bother you. Don't let it bother you at all because they're, they're just talking, you know, you just have yeah. to let it go through one ear and not the other. That's, that's how I look at it. It's never affected me. I don't, you know, I don't get upset by it, but I know that other people, you know, they might, it might be harder on them. So just kind of keep your tunnel vision and, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So you, you mentioned, um, that you originally wanted to be a pen tester. Mm -hmm. what's what is the goal now has that goal changed or basically i want to come back around right we've started the journey and we're at the end here so what's what's next where do you want to go um so i actually it, it's crazy it, it's like everything happened for me at one time so i started as a security analyst i actually am in a pen testing contract which i'm mm. super excited about so Pentester is still the goal as far as my nine to five. Um, eventually, I actually want to open my own pen testing consulting company, but that's later down the line. Um, but yeah, so pen testing is still the goal. Um, I still have a love for other things, but I, I will be a pen tester full time one day. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, pen testers, uh, they are a different tribe. And it is, it is the, 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 it's the thrill of the hunt. <laughs> Absolutely. Being, being a hacker is, it's, it's amazing. Like it, it truly is being able to get in a system and, you know, pwn it. It's just like, yes, like it's, it's the thrill of it. It's just, it's, it's out of this world. It really Well, is. and, and ultimately, you know, it makes you a better security advisor, right? Because you have to think Absolutely. how the adversary is, you could put all the controls in place, but if you haven't thought like, you know, it's like a, I was talking with a CISA the other day and he's like, if you mm -hmm. put up all the fences around the prison and then you didn't bother to think like, could they <laughs> dig under it? Like, you, right. know, you gotta, gotta, gotta think in reverse. Um, all right. So last question here is what do your family and friends think when they sit, when you say that you work in cybersecurity? I, I, I have a lot, I have getting a little different reactions. Either people look at me and they they now know more about cybersecurity, right? It's like in the mm -hmm. news all the time. So it's like, oh, right. you must be busy. Um, <laughs> or they think that it's like the net circa 1994, like, you know, just hunched over yeah. code. And so I'm just <laughs> curious to what do your friends and family think? Um, my friends, all of like my close friends, I've pretty much explained to them what it was that they had questions. So all of, all of them, they really know like what I truly do. Um, my like parents and stuff, they, they just think I'm in tech. They don't, they don't care mm. about the specifics. <laughs> they just know that I work with computers and that's about it. They, if they have questions, you know, they'll ask, but they're just like, oh, okay, you know, my daughter works in cybersecurity. I don't know what that is, but you know, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, I'm the annoying friend that makes all of my friends like use password managers so they're not using the same password on everything and they're Absolutely. like this is not this is annoying <laughs> i was like but you're so much safer oh yeah i've i've gotten my um best friend she's in school to be a nurse and i went over to her house and i made her put a vpn on her macbook nice it's nice. <laughs> going yeah, hardcore so <laughs> they they definitely get the the password lectures for me all the time 
That's cool. I hope she's getting like weird Facebook ads thinking she's like in Sweden or something. That would be great. Yeah, she she called me panicking she, uh, one day. She was like, oh my God, my location on my computer says I'm in such and such. And I was like, calm down. You have the VPN on. That's right. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really interesting when you stand behind the machine. You know, you take for granted that everyone else thinks the internet is like this monolithic thing, but no, there is a physical yeah. server in a different right. place, and that's where <laughs> your computer thinks you are right now. Literally, it's it's so amazing to to be able to explain to them different things, especially like like I said, every day when I'm I was learning stuff with Security Plus, I would tell my boyfriend like, "Hey, did you know that you can do this, this, that, and the third, or this is the way that this works?" And he's like looking at me like what like <laughs> yeah i got i got a couple of friends who own some small businesses you know just like retail stores and I, i'm try to give them some recommendations like please don't get you know pop for five thousand dollars in ransomware because that'll like right. end your business <laughs> um cool well sierra stroman thank you so much for your time i know it's after hours um but i saw thank the post you. And we have we've interviewed a lot of leaders, but I think we were really interested in in how people are breaking in. And I appreciate you taking Absolutely. the time to share your story. Thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was my first podcast, so I'm hopeful to do more. <laughs> first of many, for sure. First of many. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's it for First Watch today. A big thanks to our special guest, Sierra Stroman. First Watch is a production of Safeguard Cyber. It's produced by Chloe LeClaire with help from Phil Totora. Edited by David Traunstein with original music by Matias Safaletti. Subscribe to First Watch wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe, stay strong.